Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. You can also sign up for the Geocache Adventures newsletter, which features upcoming episode information, behind the scenes articles, and other fun articles and information. Hey everybody, Amy here, Shadow Dragon One, and we're going to talk about Giga Events. Now we talked about Mega Events in Season 2, Episode 12, and some of this may sound familiar if you heard that episode because they are similar to each other. So the geocaching event with a GC code that has more than 5,000 geocachers is a Giga Event, which is quite a few more than we had for a Mega size. So, geocachers of all ages and experience levels are welcome to Giga Events. They are held worldwide. However, only one Giga Event can be held in the world at a time. So, anywhere in the world, there's only one Giga Event being able to take place at any given time. The goal of these events are to strengthen the geocaching community. They typically consist of different events that lead up to a Giga event. They have various games and competitions that could be held to win prizes. Uh, they can have some sort of theme. It can be a great place for you to pass along trackables and pick some up, swap tips and tricks, stories with other geocachers. They're typically an annual event, although the location of the city and state may change. So that way, It'll move around the country or move around the world, and then different people may have an opportunity to visit that couldn't make it before because of the location. Unlike Megas, you don't apply for Giga Event status. Giga Event qualification is determined by Geocaching HQ. You apply for the Mega Event status, and when they review it, you can get Giga Event qualification but that gets determined during the last four weeks prior to the event based on the information I found on the geocaching.com website. Events cannot receive Giga status retroactively, meaning if the event did not get the status before the event happened and it had over 5,000 geocachers there, it will not retroactively be changed to a Giga event status. The event must have at least 3,000 plus will attends to be considered for Giga Event status. Since Giga Events grow from Mega Events, like a Mega Event, it must consist of at least one main event held at one main location for a minimum of four hours. Other events outside of the main event are considered to be side events. Side event rules are the same for Giga and Mega Events. They need to be held near the location on the days before or after the Giga Event. A CITO CITO, CITO, can be a site event but cannot take place the same day as the main event and must be held at a different location than the main event to qualify. Side events are optional for the host to put on and are not required to achieve Giga status. Like Mega Events, Giga Events also receive a sponsorship package from Geocaching HQ which includes a custom souvenir donations of tracking codes for event merchandise, geocaching logo banners, a visit from Signal the Frog, who is the official geocaching mascot and also a trackable. You can go back to season one, episode 14 to hear more about Signal. 
You can find these Giga and Mega events by checking the bookmark list of Giga and Mega events that is kept by geocaching.com and I will have a list to that in the show notes so if you want to look for a Mega or Giga event somewhere near you or somewhere in the other part of the world to go travel to you can check that out. Here are a few fun facts about Giga events. The Giga event icon was first introduced on April 22, 2014. The first Giga event was Project Munchie 2014 GC4K089. It was held in Germany on August 16, 2014. There have been 465 Mega and Giga events. There have been 364,264 attended logs on Mega and Giga events. It's estimated that geocachers have traveled a a whopping 90,842,145 miles to attend Mega and Giga events around the world. That is a lot of traveling. Geocaching HQ lackeys have attended Giga and Mega events every year since they were introduced. So if you go to these events, you may get to meet yourself some of these geocaching HQ lackeys. And... Great people to talk to, find out some ins and outs, have a conversation with them. Sometimes these events will have a side event or side panel where you can go talk to lackeys. It's a a lackey talk or lackey panel that they set up specifically for these events. So if you get a chance to go, check it out if they have it. So for the cash highlight this episode, I'm not going to put a spoiler alert up because we're going to talk about a giga event and the Giga event has already happened. So I have not been to a Giga event myself. So I have Lee Katz, Var of Harkin, who you may remember from season two, episode one, where we talked about his hidden history series in Peoria, Illinois, and from season two, episode 11, when I talked about caching with Team Katz, when I got to cache with Lee and his daughter. And he is going to talk to us about his experience attending a Giga event. This interview was recorded using Zoom and may sound different than other podcast audio. Hiya! Hi! Now I take it you have not been to a Giga I have not been to a Giga. And when I do these, you know, special types of caches, it's cool when I can highlight that type of cache. And I have not been to a Giga. Well, as I understand it, and I don't remember which one it is, I, I want to say it's MOGA. MOGA? Maybe it's MOGA. Anyway, one of the biggie events that's coming around, uh, I believe it's next year, mm-hmm. is in KZ, Illinois. Yes, and that's MOGA's spelled C-A-S-E-Y. Year. If you can, you got to go. It's going to be a big event probably, yeah. but more importantly, the whole, the whole byline of the town is the small town with the largest things. Yeah, I heard about that. It's got, it's got the largest mailbox in the world. It's got the largest pencil in the world. It's just lots of fun. So if you can get out there, even before that, take the kids, they'll love it. But that's just my my take on things oh i've got i've got that one on my calendar so which giga event did you go to 
I went to the very first United States Giga One in Cincinnati. Me and my wow. me and my Padawan uh, JMJ WI from Wisconsin, uh, and uh, we had a ball. It was an absolute ball. Half the time we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we were <laughs> well because it's it's one of those things that once you experience it. And it might just be me, but once you experience it, you're like, all the way home, we were thinking, okay, what could have gone better and what could have gone worse? Yeah. And I will try to send you a picture if I can find it okay. of the trackable back. I kid you not, it was one of those, what do they call them? Leftover trackables or, I don't know. Anyway, it's it's got a new buzzword to it. But it's basically a trackable that nobody freaking wants because it's so good darn big. Okay. Oh. <laughs> this thing, I kid you not, was it was a yellow Jeep. Okay. A Jeep, like Jeep Wrangler, I think it was. And it was like 26 inches wide by, I don't know, probably 16 inches tall. I mean, this thing sat on its own table. It was so big. And... I couldn't do anything with it. I put it in the back of my Equinox and it filled the back. <laughs> but we had to put our luggage in the back seat. <laughs> what did you do with it? Well, it's so funny that I had it. I happened to organize an ice cream social after I got back. More, more just to have an ice cream social. But hey, bring your trackables. You know how it is. Yeah. Bring your people can discover them if they want to take them with them and they work for them whatever we brought this one and it did go on its own table <laughs> and we we did it at sweet cc's which i don't know if you know what sweet cc's is it's a ice cream parlor that has all kinds of toppings and it's frozen yogurt and i mean they have candy toppings non-candy toppings whipped cream, caramel, hot fudge, you name it, it can probably go. I mean, I got a, look, I got this Reese's Nutrageous thing. Yeah, there's a topping for it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so I take this thing to the event and we had, we had people coming just by coincidence. We had people from Texas. We had people from Florida. We had people from Minnesota. Just drop in and do this ice cream social nice. with me. So we, I think we had like 25 people there in total. It was just like a revolving door. I mean, we just, people would come in, people would go out, they'd stand on the boardwalk right outside of, you know, and, and socialize. And, and uh, at the, towards the end, these people from, I think it was Texas, said, hey, we're going back to Texas and, you know, we got to have the biggest of everything. That's Texas. <laughs> you mind if we take this with us? I'm like, hell no, go right ahead. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, you, so, but you it was almost have to get rid of them at events. There aren't a lot of oh. caches accessible. I know there are some out there, but it's, you know, most this areas don't have them. This thing was so big, we actually, me and my Padawan, contemplated on the way home, hey, Jason, why don't you find a forest near where <laughs> we're going to be 
that's got a cache deep in it or, or even close to deep in it. And we'll put a garbage bag around the thing and put it at the cache. <laughs> Needless to say, we didn't do that. We felt kind of dirty doing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad we didn't because I'll tell you what, we're still getting a, a we're kind of getting a geocaching organization together over here. And it had just pretty much kicked off back then to where we started getting some members. And it's the middle line I geocachers. Shameless plug. And I I just had to bring that as as just a trophy to kind of bring people <laughs> further closer into the group and and it worked. I mean, a lot of people had a fun time with it. They're like, gee, Merry Christmas, how did you find this big thing? I'm like, I didn't find it. It found me. I mean, you know. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun with that. So Sounds like it. Yeah. And no, no pun intended, but we got a lot of mileage out of that one. <laughs> oh, you know that pun was intended. Okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> So the Giga event, did you go down a lot of these have events before and after the main event on multiple days? How many days were you there for it? We were there, I want to say we were only there for the last two days because, you know, at that time I was working a job that I couldn't get away from. My, my Padawan was working a job he couldn't really get away from because we're, you know, whatever. Anyway, so we went down, I want to say it was like two or three of the final days. Okay. Maybe, maybe two days. And yes, there are events. There are events the entire week prior to the weekend that the actual event's going. Oh, wow. So, you know, when we got down there, we heard about, you know, there was this steak fry and there was this yada yada, all kinds of other side events that people just kind of, you know, they, they, they planned their event around the giga event. It oh, just okay. makes sense. While you got the bodies, you might as well do it. Yeah. So, makes sense. and I, and it was cool because when we got down there, thankfully we got down there in time for, uh, we were able to do the donut trail of uh, Brown County, which if you get a chance to do it, it's a geo tour. And it's okay. it's a real fun time. The donut trail? It's a donut geo tour. Yeah. And my only advice is don't use Google Maps. Get an actual map because there was one a couple of stops where the Google Maps wanted me to stop on the side of the freeway because it's so close. Yeah. You know? Oh. It's like here's the fence, here's the here's the place that we need to be on the other side of the fence from the freeway. So I'm driving down, I don't even remember what freeway it is, but I'm driving down the freeway and it's saying your destination is to the left. No, it's not. Because <laughs> I'm not crossing this freeway. <laughs> but, Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So we get done with this geo tour, and one of the things that you do is if you do so many of them, you automatically get a geo coin that's got the, the Browns County donut geo tour. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I was happy with the geocoin because that's what I did. I mean, I was the end of geocoins back then. But some people went a little further and got the the commemorative shirt or whatever it is. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. But it was really cool because we had some, we found some really kind of plain Jane geocaches. And we found some that were very creative. I mean, I was really, it's like, okay. The, this one was worth coming here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a long time to do it. I think it took us like three or four hours to do it. Oh, wow. Because it spans, well, it spans the entire county. So, so it was a lot of fun. But then we also had uh, the opportunity, The I think it was the night before the giga event, they had a toga party in a neighborhood. I think it was Fulton County Park. Um, and that was a lot of fun because they brought the Tyrannosaurus Rex, uh, two people dressed as Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rexes. And I've got pictures. I'm, I'm going to send you a bunch of pictures that you can use if you want. I'd love that. And it was just so much fun. And and we met a couple, we had, we've met a few people from the Peoria area geocachers up there or down there, whichever direction it is. And so we kind of made our own little hub and, and had our own little time with that. And they had drawings out there, raffles and 50-50s. And uh, every now and then you'd, you'd find somebody that's, you know, vending something. And it was a lot of fun. Now me, because I had never been there before, by there, I mean in a gig event or even a major event. This was my first and only major event I've been to. Okay. So everything I say, take it with a grain of salt because I'm not the most learned. But I had, first of all, as, as a pointer to whoever wants to go, invest in path tags. The path tags, <clears throat> as you've indicated on one of your shows, differences between path tags and geotag. Or, Geocoins, path tags about the size, nickel a quarter, somewhere in between there. But in the geocaching world, as far as I'm concerned, and I may be wrong, but in the geocaching world, a path tag is a geocacher's business card. Yeah. For the most part. Okay. I've got two of them. I've got one for my namesake, Varv Harkin. Remember how to pronounce that? Yes, I do, there actually. You go. <laughs> and I've got also one for my hidden histories down here in Peoria. So I, I, but at that time, I only had the Var of Harkin one made because, like I said, that's my business card for geocachers. Make them. You, you can design them through. There's, there's people out and about that will offer for a nominal fee to make yeah. a path tag for you. You just have to give them an idea of what you want. Okay. They'll do the, the design. They'll do the colors. They'll basically take it all the way to print or to press. And then you just shell out the, how much ever it is for the quantity you want. Um, my, my Padawan and I had, I think we both started with like 200 tags. Oh, wow. Yeah. You say, wow, but you know what? <laughs> we didn't have a lot them, coming back you? with us. <laughs> Path so tags what, are so awesome to find. And they are. They're, they're awesome to find, but they're even more awesome when you go to an event where they are trading them. They are trading them like 
like kids used to trade baseball cards. <laughs> Seriously, this is this is this is an adult baseball card. Okay? It is. It is. I need um, to get me one of them. <laughs> yeah, you do, and send me one. I but, will. Um, if I ever yeah. make one, when I ever finally make one, I've been saying for the past year I need to make one. <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, we make we like I said, we took about two hundred each. We didn't come back with much on ours, but uh, okay. Do you see this? I see the box, and full it is full of path tags. And uh, let's see here. I have the original patch. Nice. There you go. The original patch that's got Velcro on the back. And for your listeners that don't have because I know this doesn't go into like YouTube. The box is about mm, three and a half inches tall by four and a half inches wide by probably about seven inches long. It's a cigar box, okay? And I, I have it up to there. So what is that, about two and a half inches? Yeah, a little over half. It two, and, like. two and a half inches full of just path tags. My geocoins are in it literally in an ammo box with about an inch <laughs> before the end. And and a lot of these came out during during Geo Woodstock. And it's just crazy because I didn't know what I was doing. Because here's the thing. When you get up there, and this is where I kind of started with the story about talking about what worked and what didn't work. Mm -hmm. You get up into the geo event a giga event in, in particular. And this one was held in Coney Island of Cincinnati. So <clears throat> you get there. <clears throat> the first day, you have to go through registration and get all of your swag and your tickets to whatever. And it, you know, basically, this is your roadmap for the way it's going to work for the next some odd days. Okay. But the problem is, is the people that were working that registration event were only concerned about getting you through that registration event. By that, I mean, they didn't tell you of the vendors that are going to be here tomorrow or the path tag. This is the important part or the path tag trade that is going to happen the night of the event. Okay. They don't tell you about all that. They all take you in as if you've been to one and you know what you're doing. This is a problem because I and my Padawan had no clue of what we were doing. We just kind of made it up as we went. And yeah. thankfully we grabbed a few people from our local area that have been to these places before or these things before mega events or just major events and <clears throat> caught, got kind of, um, should we say briefed? Because I can't really say mentored, but we got briefed on how certain things work. Okay. The path tag event, nobody told me about that. Nobody told me that, hey, the night after the event, we're all going to be here trading path tags under a tent with lots of lights and you're going to have the whole damn time to do it. So me... Being the <clears throat> outgoing personality that I am, <laughs> I have a bag. I don't think I have any here. 
But the past tags come in like a velour bag mm -hmm. or velvet, whatever it is. And it's a big purple bag. And so I had that tucked into my geocaching bag, which by the way had a path or had a uh, trackable on it. So had it in my trackable bag. And I'm literally where I can like, like the old, um, uh, like the old newspaper boys where they had that big satchel. Okay. And they stuck their newspapers in the satchel. I had my bag set up like that. So if I had somebody come to me with a path tag, I could just reach in there like Santa Claus and pull a new one out. Okay? <laughs> Everybody's visualizing this while we're talking. Yes. So, <laughs> but like I said, I'm the outgoing type. My buddy, he's kind of reserved back. And I'm sitting here trading path tags. Anybody want to trade a path tag? I'm walking around the whole damn park, Coney Island, Cincinnati, like like the the vending guy on the Liberty Mutual commercial with the you know the wet teddy bears. And <laughs> 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 got a got a path tag. Anybody want to trade path tags? And people are looking at me some weird. Some people are actually coming up to me. Well, yeah, I've got a path tag I'll trade. And we sit there and we talk for a while and we meet them. And, you know, some people we, we see later in my logs, you know, for the local geocaches. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see their geocaches out and about while we're, you know, geocaching that area. Yeah. And it's just kind of neat to, mm -hmm. to see other people from other areas that, are just as nerdy as I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> so we have these Roman, the, the toga party, we have the path tag thing. The day of the event um, at Coney Island, what they did was um, our tickets to the geocaching, the, the giga event, our tickets paid for tickets to the rides all day and tickets, you know, that allowed us to stay after hours for a while for the path tag thing after the park's kind of settling down. That's cool. Yeah, it was. Um, and they told us the time frames, but again, they didn't really tell us the, the nuances of doing these things, right. which I don't know, whatever. But um, it was a lot of fun because we had that. And at the same time on the day of, um, they had vendors like, uh, uh, what is it, Coast to Coast and, and you know, all of these ones you keep hearing about, mm -hmm. uh, Cashly and, and Cash, Cash Advance and all that stuff. You got all these vendors over off to like, the far end on the, on the right of all of the uh, parking area, the vendors just strung out. I, I swear to God, there was probably every bit of 25 vendors there in, in that area alone that I know about. And then they also had another tent set up inside a little further where at that time they didn't do adventure labs. They were just called lab caches. And I will admit, I didn't get a chance to get in there because that was the hot topic. Mm -hmm. Everybody who knew what they were doing there was in there. Okay? <laughs> I had no clue of what was in there. 
All I knew was this lab cache, and it was literally bump, you know, it was elbow to elbow inside this tent. Wow. That's beyond me. My buddy doesn't like that kind of, you know, socializing. Yeah. So we just kind of stayed away from that one. Not a big deal. Um, yeah, we're missing out, but it's a lot more comforting here. And, and you know, so we, we made our rounds and we saw the food vendings that they had there in Coney Island. So it was a lot of fun, but it was, it was a lot to take in over a weekend. I have I can to imagine. It was, it was, it was a stupid amount to take over. <clears throat> Did they, I, I know every, so Giga and Mega events are interesting because they'll be, usually have the same Giga and Mega events annually and move locations, but they're all different from each other. They have similarities, but they're different. So like right. at MOGA, they have competitions and stuff. Did they have any of that there at the Cincinnati? I don't think they did um, because the Cincinnati one, they, they had a lot of lab caches going on. Okay. I, I heard that there was something like over 30 lab cache, 30 lab caches under this one tent. And that's just what? an insane amount of, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's an insane amount of things going on. So if they did do some competitions, we didn't know about it for, you know, reasons previously explained. They, they didn't tell us right. a lot, but maybe that's something that they did during the week before we got there. I couldn't say. I, I don't know. I know when I went to MOGA, I had a similar experience. You checked in, got your packet, and it was have fun. And mm -hmm. okay, what's going on? And you kind yeah, of have to the cash page. And there mm -hmm. was a website, but sometimes information didn't match between the two. Yep. But it was still a fun time to go. But yeah, it's not when you have no when you're there for the very first time without somebody experienced it's not exactly um intuitive <laughs> as to what exactly is happening everywhere right exactly so it that that's one of the downsides the upside it was fun it was fun from the moment we got there to the moment we left it was just a blast and anybody that can do it, I, I certainly suggest you do it. But the caveat is you better be a people person because you're going to have a lot of people to deal with. Yeah. Some, some, most of them are quote unquote regular people. <laughs> there are some that, okay, we'll just kind of pass him by and hope he doesn't follow us. A little more eccentric, <laughs> we'll say. So what was that? A little more eccentric, we'll call them. Eccentric, yes. There we go. We'll go with that. <laughs> maybe geocentric. Maybe. I, <laughs> I like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> geocentric. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Yeah. Well, always a fun time. But it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know what Jason's take of it was. Uh, because he does seem to be a little more reserved than I am. So he might have had other thoughts. Uh, we, we discussed it a little bit on the way home. But uh, we just kind of 
I think we were still in the honeymoon phase of, wow, that was really cool. I mean, that was, did you see that and that? And that was really cool, you know, type of an affair. Did you see Signal the Frog while you were there? We did. I got a picture of him. And he was actually at the toga event, which is when I got a picture of him. Um, he was probably lurking around the Coney Island. I just didn't see it. But they did have um, another thing that people need to kind of be on the watch for when it goes to a mega or giga event is they will usually have some big size, good size, big, big thing that you're going to sign as your log. Um, in the case of the giga event, I want to say, I don't remember what kind of car it was, but it was a car. <laughs> That's awesome. It was either a Prius or a VW Bug, something like that. But it was it was a it was a real car that we lost that we and and people would have you know permanent markers here or if you happen to have your own colors and if you wanted to doodle a little picture on it have a fun time but it was hot so keep that in mind but yeah they do this car and then I think the car belonged to a lackey but I'm not sure and for those who don't know a lackey is somebody who works for geocaching. HQ, but I think it was a geocaching uh, lackey's car, and it was just it was cool. I signed the back of the driver's side mirror. <laughs> I don't know where my buddy signed it, but yeah. And then at one point, uh, we did another signing where they put uh, the geocache or the not the geocache, the geo Woodstock sign. It was like a Hollywood sign mm -hmm. where it's big letters set out in a field and it had Geo Woodstock and whatever number it was. I remember, I think it was like 18, 16, something like that. Anyway, Geo, Stock, Geo Woodstock and then the number. And you had, you could sign any of that as well. Okay. So me and my buddy signed that. And then after that signature was done, we waited around for them to organize and this was this was the most cluster you know what of the day was them trying to organize the group picture mm. for uh for ftf magazine and geocaching hq you know immortalized in in the yeah. moment and they used a uh, a couple of drones to take the picture because back then the drones were a big thing. So <laughs> let's use the drones. And uh, it was just basically somebody that was operating the drone in a really good voice would say, okay, everybody, we're about to take the picture and, you know, do this or do that. And it was kind of like a flash mob thing, honestly. <laughs> if you've ever been with a geocaching flash mob, or, or think you know what it looks like. That was it. It was a, okay, everybody, this is it. Now, you know, keep in mind, there's two or three uh, drones flying. So you didn't know which one was doing it. <laughs> so you, 
you're looking like an idiot. Just, ah, you know, wait, <laughs> there. like you're a really fun guy, you know? And, uh, and at the, at the third or fourth time, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Just take my picture. <laughs> I got, I got people I got to talk to over here. So it was a good time. Uh, FTF did use the picture or one of the pictures in their magazine. So, and, and, and that's where I got to meet Keith from FTF magazine. Nice. I got to literally talk with the geocaching vlogger uh, and the, the people from podcacher, Sonny and Sandy uh, got to visit with them and we, we, I got pictures with all of them and it was just a lot of fun. If, if you get a chance to do it, it's definitely worth at least doing it once. Yeah. You know, you know once you get done, you can, you can analyze it all you want afterwards saying, <laughs> yeah, we'll do this again or yeah, not likely. Uh-uh. But <laughs> I can say that I've been to the first U.S. you know giga event. Will I do it again? I'll do it in Casey probably that's coming up just because it is local and I do like going down there. But my my Padawan wants wants to you know drag me off to another gig event because you know that's just you you need to go to Canada to go to the next one. This is before COVID. <laughs> The next one's up in Abbotsville, blah, 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 Canada. Jason, I can't go. Well, I'll pay your way. No, I don't have a passport. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's so much fun that he is so into this. And I don't know if I've just gotten this way with age what like, <laughs> a big deal now I'm, I'm good <laughs> been there can say i've done it scratch it off the bucket list that's funny yeah, yeah. i'd like to do at least one giga event just to you be should. able to say i've been to a giga event but and, and unless the only reason there's I, I i also do not have a passport so right. <laughs> as of right now unless there's one going to be nearby and the, the only States. reason I did this one was because it was the very first one yeah. for, for the United States. And the fact that, I mean, minus the, I think it was a six-hour trip to get there. Minus the six hours, it, it was relatively close. Probably the closest it'll ever be to me. Yeah. Minus the Casey one coming up. But it was a lot of fun. And and it was it was a bit of an expense. I won't lie. Because you're either gonna you're either gonna camp there, yeah. You know, if if you got people that like to camp, go for it. Have a good time. My idea of camping is a Holiday Inn. So, <laughs> but um, if you're gonna camp, you can do that. But if you're gonna do like a hotel or motel, you better get your uh, reservations in like the minute the thing airs. Yeah. Because. You literally have geocachers all over the world coming. This Cincinnati one, we had Newfoundland people. We had uh, Netherlands. We had Germany. They actually had a Germany vendor out there. Oh, cool. Which, thankfully, they spoke English. It was a little broken, but it was English. And they had vending stuff that they were trying to sell. And it was just really cool. And they had Switzerland and just 
talk about a melting pot. It really <laughs> was neat. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, I am dying to know, did you wear a toga to the toga party? Well, now I can't really divulge all of the <laughs> You'll just have to wait for the picture I'm going to send you. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to infer that you wore one and don't want to share the photos with us. <laughs> I cannot, I can neither confirm or deny that statement. You could, you just won't. <laughs> Probably not. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your Giga event experience. This has been a lot of fun. I hope I cleared it up for you and your listeners. <laughs> I probably made it muddier, but you know, it, it really comes down to this. If you get the opportunity, even if it's a bit of a, a drive for it, it's well worth it. If you're, I can't really say it, but I'm going to say it. If you're a real geocacher, you got to do it once at least once then then you can then you get this nice little geocaching card that says <laughs> yes i am a geocacher but until then it's it's word of mouth only <laughs> it is a fun event and it does have its drawbacks but more more than nothing you will have fun i guarantee it and you'll meet people that you you think you'd never meet in your your whole life and it's just it's going to be a memory for you hopefully a good one but it's going to be a memory for you. <laughs> well it sounds like yours ended up being a good one at least it was at least as as long as i've got a memory to remember <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you for this this i appreciate it i really do Thank you for listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers. It is full of articles and photos, all sent in by geocachers like you. In fact, some of the guests that you've heard on this show have submitted articles to Geocacher Magazine. They have all kinds of neat stuff and publish achievements that are sent in by geocachers. So if you have an achievement you want to celebrate, send it in and they will add it to the magazine. It is really cool. I recommend it. I subscribe to it myself and I love it. Go check it out at ftfgeo.com. That's ftfgeo.com. And let them know Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a topic you'd like to hear more about? Let me know at geocacheadventures.org. Go over to the contact page and you can send me a message there. It has the podcast email that you can email me to, or you can reach out to ShadowDragon1 on geocaching.com. Geocacheadventures.org also has a store page now. You can go over there, geocacheadventures.org, and click on the store page in the menu bar and check it out. Got some great stuff over there for you.